0: Hi, Robin, Vicky. How are you? Hi, Alex. Good. Thanks. Bonjour. How do you say good evening? Uh, bonsoir. Bonsoir. Did I do that okay? Wonderful. Yeah. It is evening for you Perfect. guys.
1: Good. <laughs> yes, it is. <coughs> it's night. <nice. laughs> it's
0: night. Nice. It's good to see you both. Thank you so much for making the time to talk with us today.
1: Uh, thank you. Sure. What are, what are you eating?
0: Well, ladies, we have sandwiches, oh some fruit, <laughs> some lovely finger foods. Did you all have dinner already?
1: Oh, yeah. A couple hours ago.
0: Okay. So we're not on like European 10 o'clock dinner schedule at this No. Time. Okay. Not <laughs> <right>. no. Okay. <laughs> well, again, we know that we appreciate the time that you're sacrificing for staying up late here, and we're so glad to see you guys, first of all, to be in your oh. home with you. So we're going to go ahead and get started, just so we have time to hear all about what the Lord is doing there. But we'd love to just start by hearing first a little bit about each of you, how the Lord saved you, how he brought you two together, and how he called you to the mission field.
2: Okay. You want to start? Okay. I grew up in West Hills, California, so I'm a valley girl, and I grew I'm an only child, and I grew up in a, I don't have a strong voice today, sorry. I grew up in a in a family that um, was nominally Christian because they weren't Catholic, they weren't Jewish, and so we didn't go to church. But when I was a teenager, we started to go to a church near our house, and even though it wasn't a very good church, they had a good youth group, and so the youth group went to go see a Billy Graham movie called Time to Run. And I remember going and and the character was a rebellious young man, and I thought the movie was about me, but they put it in a, in a guy, about a guy, because I was really rebellious at the time, so the Lord really spoke to my heart. Um, and they gave the message, uh, the Gospel, really clear at the end. And I remember in my seat just thinking, well, I'm a sinner, that's me, this story is me. So when I was 15, that's when I came to know the Lord, and um, the church that we were going to split, and a family from the church, uh, and I was in the youth group with the kids, started going to Grace, and you might know Doug and Ann Bradley, and so it was Ann Bradley's family that brought me to Grace. So I'm very thankful for that.
1: So I'm from Houston, and... um got interested in missions and went to Moody Bible Institute, started off, and then after that to the Summer Institute of Linguistics in Dallas, studying for Bible translation. And uh, I met Vicki there in mid-semester in January, and um, so that that worked out. Um, we came out to California, and... <clears throat> Did an internship there at I'm Rice. going to pause
0: you, Rob, because there was a few giggles. I think there was a little more interest in how that worked out. Could we have a few more details? Yeah,
1: details. Huh? It, was, it was very biblical. It was at the water well, um, at the water fountain in the dormitory there. Yeah, um, right. She, was, there was, she came with a couple of other California girls, and so it's kind of like, okay, you know, new girls, and so check them out, and... So our first, our first date was a big group date with a uh, woman with, uh, Randy and Sherry Jones, who were also missionaries from Grace uh, several years back. Wow. So we were, we were all in Dallas together.
0: Great. Okay, you can proceed. Thank you for the extra details. <laughs> I
2: could give you more,
1: but I won't. <laughs> but, um, so we were both headed to the mission field and so excited to go there together. Um, we spent a, did an internship at Grace, working with the Black Church in uh, Pasadena, and also doing uh, some Shepherds conferences in India and the Philippines with uh, uh, Jim George, who used to be there at Grace at the seminary. And then we went from there to language school, and then a year after that, on to Chad. So. Wow.
0: And then you started, as you said, in Chad, Africa. And tell us then what you were doing there, what type of ministry, and what led to your transition, transition from Chad.
2: Okay. We were uh, doing Bible translation among a Muslim group. And so we started learning. The, well, first we learned French in Canada. And then we went to Chad, and then we had to learn uh, Chadian Arabic. And then we were translating um, Kananbu, which is the third largest tribe in Chad. And so we did Bible translation for 13 years, and we had hoped to be there longer. We had really hoped to retire there, but the Lord had other plans, and because of the medical issues, we couldn't get medical clearance to stay there. So we came
1: here. <laughs> so Rob can tell you more about what, uh, <laughs> we both have kind of a bronchitis thing, so sorry for our voices. Um, Chad was also a, a French speaking country for education and government. And uh, when we couldn't send in, in Chad, they asked us if we'd consider working in France. And Marseille has a, is a large port city on the Mediterranean, has a large immigrant population, about 25%. Muslim immigrants, and so the, even though it's a difference in culture, it's still the, um, working in a French-speaking country with among Muslim immigrants. So those are the main reasons why we came here to Marseille.
0: And now how long have you guys been in Marseille now?
1: Uh, it's coming up on 15 years.
2: Wow. Which is hard to believe. Yeah. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> And
0: then what have your ministries looked like since you've been in Marseille? I'm sure they've taken different forms over those 15 years.
1: Oh, well, we started out, uh, we did working with the youth high school ministry, kind of an internship. We first got here just to see how things worked here in France. Uh, then we worked with another couple, planting a church not far from us in our neighborhood, in the, kind of the Muslim immigrant neighborhoods of, of Marseille. <coughs> And then we were able to turn that church over to them, and after we had trained up some uh, elders and leaders and so forth. And then um, we worked, uh, did a year working with uh, gyps- Spanish speaking gypsies. Um,
2: that was interesting. So we, could,
1: uh, we, had, we had an idea, the, the guys in Spain were also working, we had some contacts with the gypsies, and we thought, okay, between. France and Spain, between the two languages, about possibilities of I mean, like gypsy pastors conferences. But in, after a year, it just didn't work out. Uh, we left on good terms, but basically they were more willing to, one, to say gypsy rather than Christian. Um, then we, what do we do? Uh, then we, um, uh, we made contacts with the church that we're at now. It was kind of uh, kind of becoming introverted, and a lot of older people and retirees, and so we're kind of helping relaunch that, and so I've been a pastor at that church for the last five years.
0: Well, it's amazing how the Lord has used your training, even preparing for Chad, to have a perfect fit in Marseille with plenty of ministry opportunities over the years and working with several different churches and even gypsies, people groups that you might not have anticipated. Yeah, And I know you said, Rob, just a moment ago, that there are similarities such as languages and whatnot that have helped. Um, But at the same time, I'm sure there's very, very many cultural differences, among other differences as well. Marseille and Chad are obviously quite different in some ways. Um, How important is it to understand the culture of the people to whom you're ministering? And do you guys have any real life experiences of how that's been important in your ministry there?
1: Um, I mean, the culture starts with language, and, and especially here in France, if you can't speak the language, then you're useless. Um, people always ask us, why don't we have more summer teams and the short-term mission teams come over, and it's basically, if you can't speak French, then there's not a whole lot you can do here. Um, you know, building or something like that, that's about it. Um, but so learning the language has been crucial um, I remember one of the times when we were in Chad, we were living in a Muslim neighborhood and the, there was a mosque right next door to the house, and I came in late one Friday afternoon. Like well, they were starting their, their afternoon prayers. Friday is their holy day. And so I stopped a little ways away. I couldn't really get to our door because there's people sitting in the streets all around it. And so I, I said, said about a block away, well, kept filling up more and more with people, and the streets were all full. And finally there were Muslim men all around me, and they were doing their prayers, and I just kind of sat there on the on the side of the road. And everyone was looking at me, and and then afterwards they all crowded around, around me and were asking me, you know, what are you doing here? Uh, the imam came up and was asking, is this guy causing problems? So I started speaking to them in Canada, and I said, "No, I'm sorry, that's that's my house right there." And, and I saw that you, were, you know, that I wasn't able to get to it. So I was just sitting here waiting for you to finish praying. And people were kind of shocked to see this white guy speaking speaking their tribal language. And then after a while, people said, "You know, okay, yeah, we know this guy." And um, so everybody left. And and. And it worked out to be an opportunity to get to know a lot of the people from my neighborhood um, here in France. <clears throat> all of our teaching, preaching, and everything, team meetings, anything is all in French. Um, so, so speaking the language is, is key. And I think also, uh, uh, I think once you get over here, uh, you know, a lot of our history books are based on European history, and over here you're right in the middle of it. And so, to uh, we've been a lot more interested in history than we've, gotten, than we've been here. But knowing some of the history, uh, Marseille was where the Reformation was killed. It died here. Um, if you were a Protestant, you were either killed or put on a galley ship as a slave. And the galley, main the main galley ship port was right here in Marseille. Um, the Chateau d'If d'Y- of the Count of Monte Cristo fame is right off the coast. The of Monte Cristo is a, is a fictional story, but there were three thousand Protestants in prison there. Um, and so, knowing some of the history, I think it helps, especially like in teaching and sermon illustrations, to let the people you know, make it make it their own. Can I
2: just add one um, cultural difference? When we first came here, we had come from Africa and we'd learned the languages. And the African, the Chadians, are very warm and welcoming. And even if we just spoke like a baby. They would clap and be happy that we tried their language. While we came here, we started speaking French, and they're like, you don't speak French. What do you think you're doing? And so it was a cultural shock, because the Africans tend to be so happy, and they're so happy even if we just say one word in their language. Whereas the French love their language so much, unless you can speak it perfectly, they even correct themselves, so that was a switch. The first six months was kind of a hard, a hard time to adjust between the two cultures.
1: But the food is better here. Yeah, <laughs> it's
0: a lot better. No porky uh, lately. <laughs> that? No porky lately. Is that what one of the grasshoppers? No. And
1: that we, had, uh, we had a, we had we uh, had barbecued pork. Uh, oh. Sunday at our meeting, um, I've introduced the French to barbecue, so that's
0: been a big hit over here. <laughs> Good. Well, it sounds like, at this point, I know from your newsletters as well, that initially, of course, as you're saying, sometimes being introduced into the community is a challenge, but over the years, are you feeling like you are accepted in the community, or is that still a continuing challenge with being Americans? No, I think we're really well
2: accepted, actually. Like, we live in a, in a highly immigrant area, and I can go almost into any market, any shop, uh, bakery, or whatever. And even there's been times where I've forgotten my purse or I don't have money, and they're like, no problem. Just whenever you have it, bring it back. And I mean, the people, they all know us, and they're very loving, and uh, I even went into our store the other day, and I've been sick for a while, and so I know the owners and that, and so she just wanted to encourage me, so she gave me a plant. So I mean, it's like, it's a real... Warm situation. We've become really uh, adapted into this culture. So, mm-hmm. yeah, the first six months was hard, but it's just that she just got to continue loving and serving the people. But, but we love them. It's fun here, actually.
0: That's exciting to hear. and What a blessing. Sorry, Rob. Mm-hmm. Were you going to say something?
1: Well, the especially speaking the language opens a lot of doors because, but they still can tell by our accent that we're not French. Yeah. But if we go into a, to a shop somewhere, people will always ask us, where are you from? And so we can spend an hour sitting there talking to them. The French aren't good at English. So trying to speak to them in English would, would be you know, a two-minute conversation, and you, you've used up their French. But um, speaking, speaking the language, you know, we can be there for an hour talking to people, and they'll be sharing their experiences. Either they visited the states and they want to go, and <clears throat> sometimes that opens doors that even a French person wouldn't have um, to ask them questions. And when they ask us what we do here, that we work with Protestant evangelical churches here, a lot of the question is, well, what what's the difference between that and Catholics? And so. But those are questions that a French person would never have the opportunity to, to enter into discussion
0: with. Sure. Sure. That makes a lot of sense. Well, tell us more about the work that you're doing currently, what you each are involved in, and what your current ministry goals are. Well,
1: we, we were just involved in a kayak and jet ski ministry. Uh, we, we were working toward jet ski evangelism. And- so we we did do some kayaks for a, a, a volunteer. I think that's where we both got sick. Um, no, a lot of it is trying to when we when we first came here. Our goal was to help the help the French Church reach out to Muslims. Um, and then after a couple of months, we realized that the French Church isn't wasn't even capable of reaching their own people. They you know, their, the knowledge of the Bible was extremely limited. Um, most pastors, and especially a pastor, most pastors here over fifty have had no formal training. Um, you know, elders even less, and so uh, it kind of, kind of, you know, to correct that, it kind of got into Bible training. Um, and so, even, <coughs> even in the, in our church plan was we, we started by teaching the Bible. Uh, we have a small training group kind of like uh, a classes once a month with uh, men in our church and so a lot of that is just trying to to get the French uh, church up to speed. A lot of things coming over. Fortunately a lot of bad doctrine drowns in the Atlantic before it gets to France but um, there's still a lot of things here probably there's probably about 30 to 40 Churches here in, in Marseille, and probably about 25 to 30 of those are all Charismatic Pentecostal. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and most of the other ones are ec- very ecumenical and trying to do things with the Catholic Church. So it's, um, you know, and, and people don't understand why that's a problem, uh, because they just don't know their Bibles very well. So how do you go about oh, I'm sorry, Hi. go
0: ahead, Vicki. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to ask how you go about that, Rob. Is that meeting with the leaders? Is it um, Does it look like kind of daily or weekly meetings with the leadership of the church? What is your kind of strategy in working with them at this point?
1: Well, the, the, the there were two elders. They hadn't had a pastor in about 10 years. There's a huge shortage of pastors in France, and no young men going um, even to Bible institutes or going into it. So they had, the two elders had had about a year of Bible Institute. Um, But uh, we started, uh, after about a year that we were here for a year, we were there for a year, we started, uh, it's called the Institute of Evangelical Theological Institute institute of applied evangelical theology something like that in english i'm not sure uh, ETI. and and we've got almost all of the men in our church are involved in it uh, we get together once uh, once a month and uh, there, there is a curriculum for that in french and so that was that was uh, helpful and so we've been trying to do some things, that we're trying to work with uh, the other guys here in France, Philippe Vittier and John Glass and James March. Um, we have a conference coming up in about a month where all of us in Europe get together to discuss um, how we can continue and promote the Bible training. Um, so it's, I mean, even with the Gypsies, we found that there's people have a hunger to grow their knowledge of the Bible uh, with the Gypsy Church, we had 20 men coming every week, and, and they said they had never had anything like that. <clears throat> but, uh, you know, we had, there were some cultural issues and some things, some jealousies and things that just didn't work out and us to continue there. But there, um, we've seen a lot of good hunger. Uh, now they can just start putting some of that into application. Yeah,
0: that's great. How about for you, Vicki? What types of things are you involved as you guys work with the church and whatnot?
2: Well, I'm involved in the music, so and playing guitar on Sundays and helping choose the songs and that. And then we have a women's group once a month that we're going through the 12 Extraordinary Women of the Bible, Pastor John's book. Well. And then um, outreach, we're trying to get into our community and also with the church to get into the community and ourselves like I teach English at a preschool once a week so that's that's challenging about 60 kids not all at once but it's but it's opened up the doors to get to know the parents and to work with the teachers and that but the majority of the kids are Muslim that come to that school and it's really the, do- the Lord opened the door because it's a, it's a French public school, which is really hard to get into if you're not French and you don't have French uh, diplomas and everything. So it's been it's been fun tell about, actually.
1: Tell them about most of Yeah,
2: <coughs> yeah and, uh, we have neighbors uh, about three doors down that are Moroccan and it was they've got two girls that i've been helping teach english and uh, the youngest is five and the oldest is seven and so it was really through the mother that got me into that school because she talked to the teachers we I had an american friend and maybe she could volunteer to help teach english so that's really kind of how it happened so it's kind of cool yeah we, we have a really good relationship with them and our uh, neighbors and
1: We've been able to give them a Bible and had some discussions and one of the other families that she she teaches, the husband is um, Iranian, Persian, so...
2: Yeah, so it's just, we're trying to think of creative ways to kind of get into the community where it's more normal, like normal relationships, like with the parents of the kids, it's normal for me to get to know them and because I'm American, they'll ask what we're doing here. So it's opened up some doors, and the kids are cute for the most part. There's some that are out of control, but but they are fun. Well, that's and great. So it gives me liberty to do whatever with them, except for because it is a public school. There's no being able to give give the gospel or or inside the classroom, but outside, if the parents or somebody wants to know.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. Well, that's wonderful. And even in response to what you guys saying a, a few minutes ago about the, the um, reception in the community now, and a lot of that is the Lord using your guys' faithfulness over the years too just to be active in your community and to really make the effort to build those relationships. So we're grateful to how you guys have... That's not always easy, and so we're grateful for how you guys are a testimony of that and how the Lord's using that. Well, tell us a little bit more about France itself. Um, tell us any... Anything that's maybe religious background, historical background, that's maybe especially pertinent to any impact on your ministry?
1: Um, You Probably, if if you've been at Grace for a while, you know that 586 B.C. was an important date in the Bible when uh, Judah was taken captive to Babylon. At about that same time, that was when Marseille was founded was founded in 600 B.C., mm-hmm. and so Marseille was founded by the Greeks. It was a Greek city. Uh, it's the oldest city in France. Um, and then it then was a Roman colony and was, was never a part of France until about 500 years ago, which for us sounds like a long time ago, but in Europe, that's yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's very Catholic, but also very extremely atheist. Um, just to give, uh, uh, and then on the other hand, is, it's uh, Marseille is becoming extremely Muslim as well. Um, we just have, uh, every year there's a, uh, they call it a neighborhood festival, it's get to know your neighbor's day. And so in our church, we had put tables out on the sidewalk and had drinks and cookies and so forth. And, and you know, a lot of people will come down onto the streets and bring things and sit around and talk and, and share goodies. And two years ago, we had a um, or a year ago, we had a girl come and talk to us a little bit, and we gave her some some tracks and maybe a Bible or whatever. And she came back uh, this year in May. And said, "I'm a brand new believer. Where can I, you know, what church that I can go to?" And it's kind of like, yeah, right here. <laughs> we don't um, know. She, 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 knew most people know absolutely nothing about church. <laughs> she said, "You, how much does it cost to, to come on Sundays? Uh, you know, do you have to you have to pay to go to church?" Uh, she's you know, no clues. And 15 year old girl um, really. You know, had had some good talks with her. Gave her Bibles and some books to read. Um, you know, brand new and you know, with that, you know, that fire of a brand new believer. And after about a month, we lost contact with her. And right as we were heading into the summer, we we had a youth group, took the youth out to the beach, we asked her if she wanted to come. Um, no contact. Uh, we sent her emails. At, you know text messages, trying to call on the telephone, nothing, you know, didn't have a clue what happened to her. And then just last week, she was able to come by the book, she lives next door to the bookstore where We also have a bookstore at our church. And she lives right next door to the church. She was able to slip slip by and slip into the mag the bookstore, and tell one of the guys that her father is against her coming, because he's come, <coughs> coming from a Catholic background. And so, on one hand, we have the, the Catholics. Who's all, we've also had youth ministries that have um, <coughs> excuse me, been stopped by when um, we working in the housing projects with Muslim kids, with the Turkish and some of the African kids. Where the 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 mosque leaders would tell the parents, "No, your kids can't go there anymore." So the Protestant evangelicals are, are kind of stuck in the middle. We're considered a cult here in France um, by both the, the Catholics and the Muslims. So that's one of the big <coughs> one of the big uh, issues that we face.
0: <laughs> sorry he's taking a tea <laughs> break <laughs> well thank uh, you again and <clears throat> not feeling so well for making the time you guys but- oh, really, you're welcome. <laughs> it's our pleasure <laughs> so one thing too like when we were talking about
2: trying to get into the community we both uh, just became volunteers for the city of Marseille for the Europeans Marseille is the European sports capital for 2017 so we did get sick because we volunteered to help a, a junior national European swimming championship in open water and we thought we were supposed to be on the the drug the anti drug team to make sure kids weren't you know So anyway, we got put on the kayak team <laughs> And which meant that we were in the water for six hours kayaking. So between two days, we did over 30 kilometers of kayaking. And the next day, we both were sick. Because we're not used to that. We we weren't even prepared. But we volunteered this basically just to kind of get into the community to meet new people that we wouldn't meet. So we helped out at the Tour de France and then the kayak.
0: Sacrifice kayaking ministry. It's,
2: it's, yes, the jet skis are easier, but we did (laughs) kayaks.
0: Well, we're getting a little short on time here, so I know that you guys have sent over some pictures for us to see of your city. Oh, yes. he has those in the order that you sent them, Rob. So if you want him to switch to a slide, you can let him know, but we'll start looking at those a bit. If you want to tell us what we're looking at, You can start with one number, he can start with
2: number one, which is a pic which is a picture of our
0: house. So Very
2: cute. you see it? Yes,
0: we see it. Okay. Very cute. We <laughs> all want to visit, actually, now. Well, come.
2: You're welcome. We've, we we had, had no visitors in Chad for 13 years. We've had over 300 visitors since we moved to Marseille. Wow. So, come. Um, the number two is we're having a barbecue at our
1: house outside. So, so it's in our courtyard. Yeah, we have a driveway courtyard, and so we've had um, yeah. barbecues and outreaches uh, from the community and so forth, and so we're able to use that. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and I think, uh, oh, we celebrated Rob's birthday, and I think we had 57 people wow. in our courtyard. Yeah. So, all right, and number three is our bookstore, which is right
0: next to our church.
1: It's right in the down, right in downtown Marseille.
0: Wow, and looks yep. like prime realty right on a corner there for all to see. And then number four is the church
2: entrance, which is right next to the bookstore. If you can, so it's all linked together. And then number five is inside the
1: church.
0: And how big is your church typically on a Sunday?
1: Um, well, it's about the same every Sunday. I think it's about probably 50 feet wide and about 30 feet long.
0: I had a feeling I needed to <laughs> phrase that a little differently. I felt short, it coming, Rob. I <laughs> <totally> <laughs> say it is, um, How many heads of people would you say? Um, <laughs> we're about,
1: I mean, if, if everyone came, we'd be about 40, counting uh, kids and everyone. Hmm. Which is an average sized church for France. Wonderful. Um, A lot of different ethnic groups, uh, several African families, uh, some, uh, we've got a guy from Lebanon, from uh, New Caledonia, Um, so pretty international. England. England, American. A lot of the French speaking world.
2: And then the next one is when Rob was talking about the Neighborhood Festival, that's what this is. So this, we had the tables up, and so people come by, and and it's just to get to know people in the community near the church.
1: We had a, had a basket full of Bibles, I think we gave out about 10 or 15 Bibles um, that people could just come by and pick up. It's it's. It's really hard to get people to come into the bookstore. It used to be that was curiosity, um, but now people. Didn't. If we have one person a day come in, that's a big day. It's, it's run by volunteers from the church, retirees. Um, but the, um, the French are real wary about religion. Yeah.
2: So this is the third year, I think, third or fourth year that we've done the neighborhood festival. So, and then like the Josephine, the 15-year-old girl came because of that, came twice in a year, so mm-hmm. that's how we got to know her. Mm-hmm. And then the next one is not in France. It's uh, when we went to, we found um, the in- huh?
1: Church retreat.
2: Oh, sorry, my mistake. Mm-hmm. Uh, church retreat that we had, and Philip Vicier was our speaker, and so this was in a place was about two and a half hours from where we are here. We had a really good time, and so that's the group picture. Mm-hmm.
1: So there were some people from outside the church that came as well, and, <coughs> and it was one of those things when everyone, everyone
2: showed up. Yeah, and the marches came. James and Julia Julian March also came, so that was mm-hmm. fun. So and then the next one is in India, because we've gone to India a couple summers uh, in a row, and Rob's taught um, at the seminary with where Sammy and Nicole are, mm-hmm. and then the picture is of me teaching some women from Nepal
1: that are at the study. Now we see The first is Indian students. We try to go every two oh, years to India. I'll let him just he picked the pictures. <laughs> and um, help with help there. That else. I went to India the first when I were doing an internship. We were trying to go back every two years to teach there. We weren't able to go this year with the, the problems that they had there and so forth. Um, and then number eight, number nine is Vicky teaching the women there in India. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and then last year, number ten. Um, I was able to go across the Mediterranean over to Tunisia and teach a group of church leaders that had come over from Algeria. Um, Tunisia is easy to get into. Algeria is not. It's a Muslim country. Uh, both are Muslim countries but uh, Algeria is a, a, uh, a Muslim republic and so they use the, the Sharia law and so it's very difficult to get in. We we're able to bring over some church leaders um from the Sunday school teachers, the worship team, um, all the different teams up in the church to come over. And we're working with the guys in Lebanon because we have connections between the, the church and the guys in Lebanon, uh, the churches in France, and the churches in Tunisia to try to see if we can start a training center in Tunisia where we can get into. Um, it takes about an hour to get over there by airplane. Uh, they speak Arabic and French, and so we're trying to work through the coordinating, just coordinating, coordinating things with North Africans and with three different countries is a little bit, has proven a little bit difficult. And the number 11 is the, the head elder of the, of the church there in Nigeria and his wife. And so when I we went down, I was able to bring the MacArthur Study Bible in Arabic and get to them. So, we're, that was one of the, the big prayer requests that we're, I've been working with Dan Powell over in Lebanon. And so, we're trying to um, see how we can set up um, uh, you know, some kind of a training. Um, we've got three or four guys here in France, a couple of the guys over there in Lebanon that speak Arabic. And so, between the six of us to be able to, you know, to go down there once or twice a year. Um, to help teach the leaders in Tunisia and in
0: Alger- from Algeria. Wow, well that's an amazing opportunity. We'll definitely be praying about that. <laughs> Thank you. Well, you so, guys, we have about five minutes left, and we would love to ask you, you know, this is coming on 30 years of ministry that the Lord's allowed you to be on the mission field, and over those years, as you look back, what would you say has been some of your greatest joys? In those ministry years,
2: yeah, there's been a lot, mainly for me, has been relationships. When we were in Chad, uh, I got to know quite a few of the Chadian women, and one lady in particular, a uh, uh, Christian Chadian gal. Just really, the Lord knit our hearts together. I was close to her, that I've was closer to some of the other missionary wives, and so that was special. And then Miriam is a Cadamboo Muslim that I was very close with. So those were highlights of uh, some of the relationship building. And here in France, um, I've gotten real close, I had a knee replacement, and so I got real close with my um, physical therapist. And she's not a believer yet, but we've become really good friends, and so it's these type of relationships and our Moroccan neighbors, and just that, for me, that's the, the joys and the, the hardships you overlook that when you look back and see all the joys of the relationships,
1: so. Um, yeah, I mean, the, you know, it's- when you see the people catch the vision, um, you know, catch the desire to, to grow their knowledge. Um, the, the elder at the church that we helped plant was, um, he was a, a bouncer in the nightclubs starting out early. Um, you know, a real man's man, uh, I mean, when it came to Christ, his whole life changed around and um, his wife asked if, if we could start Bible studies, you know, just the couples, two of them, four of us, so that he could start understanding what he believed. And he's become one of my best friends, and and just, you know, after a couple of years, his wife was like, okay, that that's enough. He, he doesn't need to learn anymore. And he just wanted to continue. He still comes to our training seminars. Um, and so... Um, you know he's he's preaching at, at, here, at the church um, you know the, the probably as much of the, of the leader as as the pastor is there and so when you see things like that you know that people that catch the vision catch the hunger for the word and don't want to grow in the lord then that you know just kind of makes it um, makes it worthwhile you know all the other things you have to put up with Sorry. so well what a joy
0: well, we want to before we close here ask you what upcoming projects or things, Kit, we can be praying about for your family. Obviously, we can be praying for your health and the kayak ministry. Of yeah. yeah. But yeah. what other things? Yeah. Are been, to
1: pray you? been about two months that I've been coughing, so it's, it's people are getting tired of hearing me cough while preaching. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's getting better. But but again yeah, this project for North Africa. Um. And where we hope that, that it's small enough that it's and it's close enough, and the language that the, that we hope that the French Church will will be encouraged by that. Um, the French churches are just you know uh, there's a shortage of pastors, a lot of pastors are missionaries, and sort of find something that the French Church can do and can contribute to. <laughs> And then just the new, new the new ministry year um, we only have well, our youth group is down to three because a lot of the other ones have graduated um, you know we're kind of lacking the critical mass um, so those would be some of the main things as we get started this, the new year starts in September you know the everyone knows that you know, the new year is in January it has nothing to do with anything the new year starts in September. Um, so just as we get them started in this new ministry year. Yeah.
2: So just kind of what Rob said about health-wise, I've got a I've been having some scans in that and I have an upcoming PET scan on the 17th of October so I appreciate your prayers for that. And then projects, just I'm continuing with the school and the Lord seems to be opening up the possibility perhaps even in other schools, but I need kind of be discerning and
0: wise, time wise,
2: and not not do too much. But sure. um,
0: well, great. can't great. think of any other project for Well, we would love to pray for that for you guys before we close Thank here. You. But before we do that, we're going to have to dismiss. A lot of the moms have to go get their kids from the nursery. But I was just wanting to do a pan of our room just so we can all wave to you before before some of them. Moms- <laughs> Hey! Hello, Hello! Lots of ladies here who are praying for you and who love you. And we're just thank you. Oh,
1: and thank, thank you, you so much for, much for our birthday cards. Yeah, thank you for our <laughs> birthday
2: cards. Thank You're you. Welcome. She
1: she just she turns sixty in like uh, two weeks.
2: Yeah, thank oh, you,
1: Rob.
2: Wow. For our, like, <laughs> <laughs> he already turned sixty. So. <laughs> But thank you for your birthday cards and your prayers. And even though we don't get to see you guys very often, we thank the Lord for
1: you. So mm-hmm. we really do. Oh, well, thank hey, you. you're, the, you're one of the most important groups there.
0: Mm-hmm. I oh, Well, it's a joy to be a part of it. We're all thankful to have the opportunities to hear from you and the other missionaries. So thank you for the work you're doing. Well, ladies, if you need to go and get your kids, please feel free to do so. And we're going to go ahead and pray for you guys.
2: Let's pray. Thank you.
0: Our gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, what a wonderful time it's been with Rob and Vicky, Lord. We're so thankful for how you are using them in Marseille and how you've used them over almost 30 years now, Lord, both in France and in Chad God. And Father, we're so thankful for how you have blessed their interactions with their community, with their church, with their neighborhood, Lord. We thank you for their faithfulness, Father, to look for those and to put themselves out there where it might not be the most comfortable situation, but to be looking for those who you might have been calling to yourself, Lord, to be chosen children of God. And so we're so thankful for the time and the effort that they spend and getting to know people, Lord. We thank you so much for the English ministry that um, vicky has been able to have in the schools as well as in some of the homes, Lord. And we do pray that you continue to bless that and the relationships that she's building with the families. And Lord, we ask for discernment as she looks to other schools as well that are offering to um, have her come and teach, Lord, that you would help her to be wise in how she spends her time, Lord, and that you would, if you be your will, Lord, bring much fruit from that time, Father. Lord, we also thank you so much for this opportunity in North Africa and Tunisia and in Algeria, Lord, we ask that you would continue to develop those possibilities. We thank you so much for the just the unity with the Lebanon team and the access to resources and Father, we know that you want to do wonderful things, Lord, um, in the African nations, Lord, and we're so thankful for the heart of our missionaries to desire to meet their needs. We thank you for the hunger of the people. and Lord, we do pray that you would use whatever means you would choose, Father, to get the resources and the training to these men, Lord, who are so desiring it. Father, we also pray for their church as they start the new season here, God, we pray for the youth group that you would strengthen it that, those few in number right now would grow immensely in their faith and be strong and that they would um, be evangelists for you lord and that many more would come to the youth group we also pray for the other ministries of the church bless rob lord Um, continue to give them humility and grace father as rob preaches your word faithfully each sunday lord we pray that you would grow their church in unity and in their love for the word and their love for their savior father and we do pray for Robin Vicki's health, God, that you would um, bring their illnesses to a close here, Father. That even with these scans coming up, that that would give some shed some light, Lord, on any issues that might be there, Lord. But we thank you for their it's um, just their desire and their eagerness just to trust you and all those things and to continue to minister faithfully, Lord, Father. We're grateful for these two servants. We ask you continue to bless them in all things in your Son's name. Amen.
2: We love you guys. Thank Thank
0: you. you. Love you guys. We love you guys. Thank you so much. It's good to see you all. You too. Take care, you guys, and we'll continue to be praying for you. Okay. Okay.
2: Thanks. Bye. bye Have a good day. (laughs) Bye-bye.